Father, thank you for your great love towards us. We ask that even now you will come. And you already have been here speaking to us through worship and through fellowship and through the marvelous ways that you speak to us. So I ask, Father, though, that you would empty me of me and that you will fill me with your Spirit so that I can speak your heart and that the things and the thoughts and the expressions that I thought were so important would be washed away by your love. And only your words and your expression and what you want us to hear will come through my heart today and through my mouth today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, as many of you know, when I do sermon prep, God does some really funky things to me. He takes me on some really weird trails. Sometimes He speaks to me through Star Trek. Sometimes He speaks to me through nature. A lot of times through nature. Sometimes I'll be totally randomly just walking through the house and God says, pick up this. And He did. He told me to pick up a tale of two cities. And I'm saying, okay, what does this have to do with the Psalms? He says, I just want you to start reading. And I forgot, I read this so many years ago, and I forgot how wonderful a book this really is. But the beginning of it is really special. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief, and it was the epic of unbelief. It was the season of light, and it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope, but it was the winter of despair. We had everything before us, and we had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven, and we were all going direct the other way. You ever feel that way? That it was the worst of times, that it was the best of times. Did you ever feel like you were kind of caught in between? What was really marvelous about that is the title of this chapter. The title of the chapter is Recalled to Life. And that's exactly what I think the Psalms do for us. I think the Psalms recall us to life. There's something beautiful about the Psalms. I get the Psalms. Of all the books in the Bible, I really get the Psalms. They really, really speak to me. Uh, the language and the way that it's written is different from my language, of course, but it, the experiences, the roller coaster ness of life with God is expressed through the Psalms. The ups and downs that we have when we're walking with God. It's all expressed in the Psalms. It's like God is not, he's not hiding anything in the Psalms. He's leaving it all on display. All the raw human expression is all in the Psalms. It's real. I can really relate to the Psalms. And what the Psalms says to me, that, that my feelings, my emotions, my, my outlook, the way I think... And the way I express those things is important to Father God. None of it shakes Him. None of it disturbs Him. None of it keeps His face from looking at me. I love the Psalms. I love everything about the Psalms. The years following my re-entry into following Christ were extremely difficult. My early 20s were filled with a lot of pain. 
But what I think it was, it was good pain. Because God was doing something to my heart. God was making it come alive again. He was recalling me to life. Dealing with years of abuse. That was the, that was the season I was really dealing with those years of abuse. But I also was dealing with the injuries, the, the pain, the soul hurts that I did in my rebellion during that time as well. So all these things were coming to a head. And God used the Psalms beautifully to help me express all those emotions that were I had stuffed for years. That I had tried to hide away. That I was afraid to feel and I was afraid to express to Father God. And God used the Psalms to beautifully draw me out and draw me and recall me to life. It was a beautiful time. It was the it was the best of times. It was the worst of times for me. It, it it just was throwing me all over the place. But it was great. The Psalms became my remedy for a heart that was on life support. That a heart that was that was just barely beating. But he used the Psalms to make me come alive again. And that's that's the beauty of the Psalms. The Psalms revealed a rich texture of who God is in the midst of real life. We are made in His image. This book and in the Psalms you see a picture of a very emotional God. You see a God full of emotion. Not emotions like us. Not controlled or swayed by emotions. Not tossed back and forth by emotions like we are. But you see a God who is not afraid to express it. Huge amounts of emotion. And made in his, in his image. We get that same invitation through the Psalms. To express our heart. To express our disappointment. To express our hurt and our pain. Our sorrow, our grief, our joy, our happiness, our worship. All invited because we are made in His image. See, emotions and being emotional has gotten, I think, a rotten reputation in the church. That somehow being emotionless, being Spock-like, being cold and distant is somehow more spiritual than being emotional. I think that's wrong. And I think that stunts our growth in Christ Jesus. And so I think the Psalms give us permission to be human. The Psalms give us permission to express our humanness. To a God who's fully open to receiving all of that expression. How wonderful is that? That God invites us to be human. He invites us to be human so He can show us how a human really is supposed to respond to Him. It's beautiful. The Psalms invite that for us. The Psalms through poetry, through songs, through emotional outbursts of anguish and praise reveal much about the heart of God. To me, these expressions are one of the best evidence or one of the best proofs of free will. You know, a lot of people will, will, will talk that free will doesn't exist. It's, it's a myth. Read the Psalms. Read the Psalms to see what free will is. See what we get to say to God in our expression to Him. All the gamuts of emotion. Of emotion. It's beautiful. It also proves that God invites questions. Even the tough ones. Listen to some of these questions. Psalm 6 says this, O Lord, how long? How long? What is man that you are mindful of him? 
Why do you hide in times of trouble? Why do you hide in times of trouble? Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell with you on your holy hill? How about this one? Where is your steadfast love? Have you ever cried that out? Where is your love? What's the measure of my days? How long am I here on this planet? And then it invites questions of our own soul. Why are you downcast, O my soul? See, psalms have this ability to put into words what we feel deeply in our souls. Psalm 42 was the remedy that I talked about before. When I came back to Christ, when I was throwing myself back into my walk with Him, Psalm 42 ministered to me so much. I want to take the time to read it. As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? I was so desperate to be free. I was so desperate to be free. I was so hungry for God to to just come in and clean everything out of me. I was panting. I was was desperate for Him. And this psalm spoke to that. My tears have been my food day and night. Boy, did I weep when I came back. But He stirred up those waters and everything was coming out. And... He answered, he said, this is, this is what my tears were saying to me. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? See, there was reminders of what I did. Not just what happened to me during those years of abuse, but what I did in rebellion. And they were threatening me. And, but these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. I was remembering how I used to go to church as a little boy and how I was so happy to be there. And it wasn't just church, it was about being in His presence. It was returning to that childlike faith and saying, where all I, when I came to God the first time, I had never heard that someone loved me. Never. I was starting to remember that again. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? This is like telling your soul what to do. Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him. My salvation in my God. Wow. My soul is cast down with enemies. Therefore I will remember you from the land of Jordan and Hermon and from Mount Mizar. I will remember where you have taken me from. Where you brought me from. And where you're bringing me now. Deep cause to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Have you ever been hit by a rogue wave in the ocean and it just turns you around and around and around and kind of deposits you on the shore? I have. Lots of times. That's what it feels like sometimes when you're in turmoil. You can't get your bearings. You're being tossed around. You get sand up your nose. (laughs) But this is beautiful. By day the Lord commands His steadfast love. And at night His song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. Do you know that God sings a song over you during the night time? I don't know what that song is. It could be a lullaby. But I believe that some of the words of those songs are the words that speak exactly where you are right now with Him. 
And those words always include, Son, daughter, I love you. Come to me. Speak to me. Tell me what's going on. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? One of those questions. Look at that tough question there. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? With a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? But I love how David ends this. He goes, why are you cast down my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise Him in my salvation and my God. The Psalms are a cleansing ointment. The Psalms are a, a, a pressure release valve for us for sure. But it's more than getting to, to rant and rave and purge. It's more than that. It's much more than that. That it involves that, but it's much more than that. You know what I think it is? I think it's God is shepherding our hearts. See, Psalms show us how to move from grief to joy. They show us how to move from fear to faith. They show us how to move from hopelessness to hope. That's the power of the Psalms. This is what God does for us through the Psalms. He shepherds our heart. He allows the expulsion of this, of this stuff inside of us, this, this purging. And He allows it because He knows it's good for us to get it out. First and foremost, it's got to get out. But He uses the Psalm to teach us how to do that properly and then receive from Him He's shepherding our, our heart. Hebrews 5, verse 7. In the days of His flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to Him who was able to save Him from death. And He was heard because of His reverence. Our Messiah cried out loudly. The Greek word there means boisterous. Basically making a racket. This is our Messiah. He offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears, expressing himself to his Father. And earlier in chapter 4 it says this, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So let us there, therefore, with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we might receive mercy and find grace in the help in the time of need. This is what the Psalms do to us. They allow us to cry out. They allow us. And then our, our good shepherd, our high priest, allows us to approach the throne of grace to receive what we need from the Father in our time of need. So why is this all important? Why are the Psalms important? I believe the Psalms are important because it shows that the value that God has on relationships. All aspects of relationships. It shows that He is approachable. And it shows how much we need Him. Psalm 23 is one of the most recognized Psalms in the world. I want to read it to you a little bit differently today if I can. See, I never really finished sermon prep this week because I want to finish it as you're talking. I want to finish this thought out. I want to flesh this thought out 
while you're still talking. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, lies, he makes me lie down in green pastures. You have needs. You have places where you feel empty. There are places in your life that you're very disturbed in. That you're being tossed around in. I'm going to lead you to a quiet place. I want you to come with me to an open place. See, I want to take you from this pent up and lead you this this pent up despair. This pent up fear. This pent up distress. And I want to lead you to an open field of freedom. I want to lead you to a place where you can you can be free from all that. I have to lead you there. And I gotta get you to lay down. I gotta get you to rest. Rest in in my promises to you. There I can restore your soul. But you say, I I, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, I don't I don't know how to walk even. See, when I came back to him, that's the way I felt. I said, I don't know how to do this anymore. It doesn't make sense to me anymore, Father. I don't know what to do. That's okay. I have a path for you to walk in. It's a path of righteousness. You know, this path has already been laid out for you. I'll teach you what you need to know. Just walk with me. You might be walking what you think through is a valley of death today. You might be extremely scared of, of all kinds of things. But you don't have to be afraid because I'm walking through with you. I'm with you wherever you're walking. The rod and the staff that I use to guide and protect you will be a comfort for you. They will remind you of all the words I've given to you up to this day. They will remind you where I've led you from, where I've brought you from. And they will be a comfort to you. Oh, you're hungry today. You're really hungry. You're thirsty. You're desperate for me. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to prepare a table for you. Oh, this is no ordinary table. See, this table is going to remind you of who I am, how I've provided for you in the past, and how I will provide for you in the future. But, oh, that's not all. I'm going to drop this table in the midst of your enemies. You know what it's going to do? It's going to remind them who I am. See, you need to know who I am. You need to be reminded. I'm going to remind your enemies for you. I am the most high God. I will deliver you. I have delivered you. Your enemies are going to hear this. And they're going to be afraid. And they will flee. You say, I don't have the power to do this. And you're right. You don't. But I do. And I'm going to anoint you with power. I'm going to anoint you with everything that you need to walk where you're walking. I'm the good shepherd. I know what you need. I know what kind of ointment you need to be healed. I know the care that you need to recover from your injuries. I know what you need to be whole. You're going to be anointed so much that you're going to be soaking wet with it. You're going to be dripping with it. You're going to leave deposits wherever you go. That's how much I'm going to anoint you. It's going to overflow. And if that's not good enough, I'm going to have a couple things following you around. Goodness is going to follow you around. Mercy is going to follow you around. I love to have that tailing around me all the time, wouldn't you? 
goodness and mercy shall follow you. Not just for a day. Not just for a year. All the days of your life, these wonderful things are going to follow you around. My goodness and my mercy are going to follow you. Are you worried about a place to live? You don't have to be. I have a place for you. It's right here with me. This is your house. This is your home. Wherever I am. Wherever I take you. Whatever path I have you walk down. I'm with you. This is your home. My heart. You can dwell there all the days of your life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I know I've said this before. You know what? I want a lot. Isn't it marvelous that we get to come to the Father? We get to express our humanness. We get to express all the emotions raw and uncensored even. We get to come to the Father and express everything. And it changes nothing of how the God that loves us desperately looks at us. Can I encourage you this morning that the things that you're afraid to express to Father God, that you do exactly that today. The things that you've been thinking that God has not noticed, as if that's possible. It might be also saying, you know, well, uh, if Father, Father God knows how I feel. It's true. He does. He knows more how you feel than you, even you do. Sheep make a lot of noise when they're moving around, when they're scared and disturbed. They, move, they make a lot of noise. But when the shepherd speaks to them, they get quiet. When he leads them to a place where they feel secure, they get quiet. We need to be able to, to express our hearts to him. We need to be able to get it out. We need to be able to get it so that he can lead us to those quiet places. So he can speak to us and so that we can really hear him. Sometimes with all that noise, all that clutter, all that soul clutter that's going around in our hearts, in our minds and our spirits, we cannot hear him clearly. And the good shepherd says, come, come beside this still water. Let me shepherd your heart. So I encourage you today. I really encourage you today. Not to hold back in your expression towards Him. Let it all out. During those times where, when I came back to Him and I was pouring my heart out to Him, and like I said, tears were my food. Day and night, my food. The wonderful thing about it is, it always turned to praise. At the end of all my purging, all the words I was left with was, My God is good. And it turned to praise. And when, I was, when it turned to praise and then I was ready to receive every instruction, every word of encouragement, everything that he had for me, everything that I needed the shepherd to say to me in order for me to get up and go on. This is what the Psalms are for. Psalms do this for us. They give us permission to be human, but they also give us permission to come to the Father and express our hearts and be healed. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your wonderful, wonderful mercy. Thank you for the grace that you lead us in. Thank you for being our good shepherd. Thank you for giving us the Psalms, the, the, these wonderful expressions of, of, of anger and grief and joy and pain and sorrow all mixed up that you didn't hide anything from us. Oh, Father, thank you for giving us emotions to be able to feel, to, ever, to be recalled to life. So, Father, I ask for all of us that you, will, that you will help us be able to express everything as Jesus did, with, with reverence, of course, but that we would be free to cry out to you. So, Good Shepherd, we ask that you would come now and shepherd our hearts in the way that they need to be shepherded today. I pray that you will indeed speak to each and every one of us, and that we would find more freedom in you, that we, we would not leave anything unturned. 
that our hunger, that our desperateness for You will grow. Fill us with Yourself. Fill us with Your presence and Your love and Your mercy. Let them follow us all the days of our life. Bring us out in the open so that You can have more of our hearts. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.